Okay, we can start now. Welcome to Beyond COP26 and Participatory Water Governance. Lessons from South Africa, our first podcast from Ritz University School of Public Health in collaboration with Agent Court, MRC Research Unit, and Abdin University. It's about engaging communities as partners in health and sustainable actions. So this series is about using participatory action research to understand community health. And the focus is, is why is water a problem in South Africa and what happened in COP26 related to water governance. So I am Jennifer Hove, your host and a research fellow from Vitz University, South Africa, together with my co-host, Denima Veta, who led the participatory action research process in Agincourt. So over to you, Denny. Can you briefly introduce yourself and tell us where you come from and what you do? Okay. Thanks, Jennifer, for the opportunity. My name is Denima Veta. I am a project site manager at the VETS Agincourt um, HDSS unit. So uh, as a project site manager, I'm responsible to lead the participatory uh, action research data collection process, engaging stakeholders from um, various levels, including the community stakeholders, service providers at the local and the provincial and other levels of um, the communities. So I'll be explaining later on how we employ the PAR methods to collect data and impact on water-related issues in communities. Okay, thank you, Denny. So this series guests are Mr. Koza, a service provider from Agincourt, and also Mr. Munis, a community representative from Agincourt study site. So Mr. Koza, would you kindly introduce yourself, what you do, and where you are from? Then... Okay, um, thanks and good afternoon. My name is uh, Kosa Kliti. I am the acting communications manager for Bush Park Regional Local Municipality. Thank Mom you, is... madam. My name is Chaplan Nisi. I'm a community representative. Okay, thank you very much, both of you. So, <coughs> so COP26. 26 highlighted the need for meaningful ongoing engagement to deliver social change. So what is community engagement or participation or involvement? It simply means involving communities in issues affecting their, their, their health, their life, from priority settings, like from the beginning, and also through planning, decision-making, monetary, and evaluation. So why is this important? It is important to co-design and co-produce evidence relevant for police and also for any intervention that can be made at, at local level. And in the wake of COP26, what is needed more is to close the implementation gap. We have good policies that support community participation in, in both health and water but not only in South Africa, but around the world. But the, the challenge is implementation of these policies to achieve effective community participation and sustainable actions. So since the inception of COP in 1999, tangible progress has been made, but the biggest question is what needs to be done differently? So how does this relate to South Africa? COP26 demonstrates that Climate crisis is a water crisis, and South Africa is a semi-arid country characterized by unpredictable climate with constrained water resources because of weather extremes. So around 5 million people, mainly in the rural areas, they lack access to water. And some of the conversations that took place at Glasgow last year on climate is that Climate is at the centre of everything we do, and climate change is also rooted in human behaviour. And how can we change human behaviour? There is need, therefore, for effective action to take place. And also there is need to localise the conversation, and all voices need to be heard and considered. So we present this a doctoral research embedded within a five-year MRC programme, developing local knowledge 
on health priorities in a rural province and advancing processes to engage multi-sectoral stakeholders to respond to lack of safe water as a community-nominated priority in rural South Africa. So we asked the community to identify their priority health topic and they said, hold on, we cannot discuss health before we address water challenges in our communities. So how did we engage the community and how did they nominate water as their topic of interest? And my co-host, Jenny Marita, will take us through this. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer. It's also important to mention that this work was um, it's embedded within the HDSS under the process called the Verbal Autopsy with Participatory Action Research. The aim of this work is to um, create safe spaces of engagement between communities and service providers. We employed participatory action research methods, which involves collaborating and partnering res respectively with communities and service providers. Communities in, in this case are representatives of uh, the way that is usually excluded from decision making and implementation. This process aimed at giving the uh, community uh, voice at teeth, enabling the communities to use their voice, to raise their voice with regard to service provision in the uh, bushback reach in general. Um, it, it's also important to know that participatory uh, action methods also um, involves uh, making decision, involve making or uh, um, making decisions together between communities, um, core researchers, and service providers, uh, valuing each other, acknowledging each other's perspective on health and social issues, and incorporating community voice throughout. So it's about working with communities in making decisions, in uh, planning, and also implementing those plans. So we uh, worked with uh, three villages within the HDSS. We nominated um, community stakeholders, nominated other community stakeholders who were representative of um, women of childbearing age, uh, CDF members, um, youth and uh, adolescent, young women and male, uh, traditional authorities, uh, researchers, and um, uh, members of the faith-based organization. So, like Jennifer said, we asked what is it that is an issue of, um, it's a common issue within the agent called HDSS. And they collectively nominated um, lack of safe and clean water. We used the PAR method to collectively nominate that health issues. And then we further went to um, explore on the problem. What is the problem? What are the root cause of uh, lack of um, safe, clean water? And what is impact? What can also be done to address this issue? Um, we, in the process, also realize that as communities, we cannot work alone to address issues. Hence, the process encourages partnership. Stakeholders within the communities also helped us to nominate uh, other service providers who are relevant to the project. So um, we have Mr. Nisi, who will also take us through that. But before, Jennifer, would you like to make comments on how we proceeded with the community stakeholders or their findings in general. Okay, so also like as we have Misty Misty Kosa, I think it is also a product from what the, the what the, the the community said. They identified actors who can help us to to solve these problems. They, and they said we need to create dialogue with the municipality so that we we talk and then there is, there is we build relationships. That's how we come to know also of the municipality, and maybe that we can hear from 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 Babamunis his experience with the lack of water in 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 the commune that he's, he lives in. Thanks, Jennifer. Uh, the causes of the shortage of water, I think, is uh, climate change first, because uh, the impact of the climate change causes water to be scarce. And 
nothing we can do because it's nature. But also, we cannot exclude our municipality because our municipality ought to see to it that there's basic service delivery need. And by so doing, they can manage to supply each and every one water, clean water. But now, it's not happening like that. We've got reservoirs, pipes, but are there as toys. They are not working. But we appreciate them for doing that as our municipality. But not to stand there for, for nothing, not bringing water. Because our aim is to get water. And on top of that, uh, in our area here in Bush Parkridge, we suffer because of water yet. We've got our Inyaka Dam that is within us. We don't know where it's supplying this water because we ought to receive water, all of us, because of this dam. And with due respect, in our knowledge, when this dam was built, it was to save the community of this rural area. But it is not what is happening. Not blaming our municipality, but saying they must look at that because we are suffering. Because now we get water from the water cut. And we don't know where this water cut comes from. And we don't know where do they fetch water. Okay. But they come to our vicinity with the water. And not always, maybe once a month, you see. So that also has got very, very much effect to our people. Because you find women go to the river to fetch water. And those water is not clean because it's not purified. Who will see the effect of social and health issues? Uh, when it comes to social, is that we cannot socialize if we are not clean. Because water is a basic need that we have to use. Because we've got children that are going to school every day, they must be why. They must be clean. And as for Socializing, how are they to socialize if they are not clean? And in the health issue, we've got uh, this COVID-19 issue, where we're supposed to clean our hands now and then, but where are we to get water if water is not there? And besides that, for drinking, for washing, we need those water. So, we urge our partners to look at the issue of trying to provide the basic need in the communities. And uh, the barrier challenge of that is that if we've got no enough water or no water, it's a challenge. As I said, we need to cook, we need to bath, we need to wash. And if water is not there, it's not possible. We are not saying our municipality are not trying. They are trying their level best. As we say, climate change is the cause, but they have to look onto this issue seriously. Thank you, Dean. Okay, so are there any other sources of water besides the municipality water that you are getting? Any other sources of water where you are getting water? Uh, we are getting water from the water cart that are selling water in the village. So if ever you've got no money, it means you've got no water. You must have money to buy this water. And not knowing because water doesn't come to the pipe, but water carts are always there to sell water. You see, so it gives us a bit of dubious because we don't know whether is it from the people on top or it is just common people who are selling water. Thank you. Okay. So does every household in, 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 in the community have a, 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 a tap in, in the household or they also have, they take they get water from boroughs or from other sources? Thank you. They get water from the boroughs most of them. But they have taps in their houses. But the taps are just tokens. They are not working. 
You see, that's why we are worried. We thank our municipality, but at the same time, saying for them to see or to make people believe in them is to provide water. You see, because now we get water from the river or from the bowls, and from the bowls is salty water. It's not purified, nothing. You see. Thank you, Mr. Muniz. Uh, I, I think as you have heard from our community stakeholder, from our community leader, that they, they are having challenges with water. The tips are there, but they are running dry. The infrastructure is there, but there is no water. So we would want to understand from a self-deliverance perspective, what are the water self-deliverance challenges or maybe opportunities in, in BBR and how is water supplied in the communities? Thanks to both the latter speakers. Um, let me first uh, start by appreciating that uh, you for uh, bringing the matter to the attention of the municipality, and uh, we are pleased to say that we we are very much open to working hand in hand with our communities and all our stakeholders. Um, it's indeed true that uh, as a municipality we acknowledge that we do have some water challenges in some of our villages. Taking into account that uh, our municipality is a middle point, that means we cannot generate enough revenue to render all the basic services that are needed by our uh, communities. I must also indicate, however, that uh, uh, water provision is a constitutional right. All members of the community need access to water, and not just water, but clean, drinkable water, which as a municipality, we have been hard at work since the, uh, the, 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 the building of our Injaka Dam in the early 90s up until to date. Um, I must also indicate that as a municipality we have recently been uh, authorized to be a water authority. That means we are providing water ourselves without relying on any uh, service provider. You would note that uh, in the past uh, five years we had what we call rainwater who were by then uh, uh, our water authority who happened to take over from the Bushback Rich Water Board. However, as a municipality, we have realized that we were spending more and rainwater would not, uh, as expected, make water provision possible to the rest of Bushback Rich. So we would be paying around 20 to 23 million to rainwater a month, which was costly for the municipality. And we're very much thankful to the Department of Water for making Bushback Ridge Water Authority. <coughs> Colleagues, let me uh, indicate that uh, the municipality has done much inroads when it comes to water provision. I must indicate that uh, almost every part of Bushpark Ridge has what we call um, water bulk lines. We have also managed to build a water reservoirs. Um, in, in areas where uh, they are adjacent or maybe five kilometers away from the Injaka Dam, uh, we do not have uh, water supply problems. Like uh, Mr. Minisi has indicated that indeed in their villages where the municipality has managed to do what we call water retuculation. That means, <coughs> excuse me, every household uh, was expected to receive water from their yard taps as per the constitution and the bill, the bill of rights in our country. Uh, let me indicate that uh, the biggest challenge that we have in areas like your age in court, Hartington, um, Chimungwe, not only those, you have uh, Cork, Belfast, uh, in the north, 
north of Kushpatrichi of Yohukani, Shev, villages, Manyeliti, to mention just a few. In all these areas, I must indicate that we have built a bulk water line. Um, the biggest challenge as a municipality that we are currently having is water uh, or illegal water connections and theft. That is our biggest challenge. Yes, you would hear Mr. Nisi saying that we indeed have water taps in our yards, but they happen to be running dry without water. The biggest challenge is illegal water connections. Most of our members along the way have tempered with our bulk line, which then the pressure that is supposed to be in those bulk lines is limited to can be able to pressurize water to the far uh, corners of Bushback Ridge. Yes, you would see that uh, the communities uh, such as uh, Shimuwe and uh, Aging Court area or Kilde, they are without water, much as the municipality would have done bank and uh, uh, water articulation. However, I remember uh, it was early last year, if not year before last, uh, the community of uh, Shimungwe and surrounding areas uh, uh, made a demonstration or a protest, community protest, wherein they blockaded roads and so forth, and they demanded that they need to meet with the executive mayor. And indeed, the executive mayor made time to go and meet with the communities to hear what their cries are. And one of their crises was that they, they do not have water supply. That's number one. The second one was their inaccessible streets, which then the municipality through the executive mayor established, established a team of uh, technicians who were to look into the matter. Why are these areas not having water? Whereas the municipality uh, has bulk in those areas and has also articulated those areas. And the biggest problem identified was illegal water connections. And the community also raised an issue that they were promised by the then Premier, who is now currently uh, the Deputy President, Mr. Didi Mabuza, that he will replace that uh, asbestos pipe with a steel pipe to make sure that that uh, bank would no longer be tempered with so that uh, such areas could now uh, get uh, enough water supply. So as a municipality, what we did, we tried to communicate with uh, communities like your Kanimo because that is where this uh, bank is mostly tempered with. Kanimo uh, coming back to your Mariti and so forth. Just to make sure that uh, at least the illegal connections uh, are dealt with so that those areas uh, in the Far East could have water. And uh, indeed for quite some time water was provisioned and people had water and it means that uh, the communities around those areas went back to their traditional practice which is to temper with the bulk line and the illegally connected water. I must also mention that by so doing as a municipality we are losing a lot of water. Because remember, if one is to connect water on that bulk without any expectation, uh, they, they connect uh, illegally so, and we are losing a lot of water. It could be uh, through um, uh, water leakages and, and water that is just lo lost somewhere. So uh, let me just uh, indicate that um, the municipality, as Mr. Munisi has mentioned, uh, as a temporary measure, while we are trying to sort out this water illegal connections issue uh, by making sure that one, we have drafted uh, what we call water bylaws. We we, we we just are waiting our province to to pro, 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 program it those, and then we we we, we, we we approve as council once we have those then we will be able as water authority to deal with all those who have uh, connected water illegally so. And then secondly, these are our travel uh, makers, which Mr. Munisi have also mentioned that you would say at times see water, water tankers coming to their area selling water. Mm. Uh, I must indicate that all our water tankers are marked with the, the municipal uh, logo and they are not at all supposed to be selling water. 
if any of our water tankers are seen selling water to any member of the community or any household, you're free uh, to report such to the South African police services or you can visit any of our uh, nearest regional offices to report such. So what should, it, should, should be happening is that uh, we have um, drilled boreholes as a temporary uh, measure and to those areas that are without water, that's where we are now. Uh, we have now distributed or provisioned our water tankers to supply water in those areas. But if ever there's a community as we speak that is completely without water, we have our CDF what committees, we have our what council at a community level, mm -hmm. and those structures are the structures that we are expecting our communities to talk to. And if they cannot get their way through in getting water supplied to their areas, then they are free to visit our offices. If still they are not uh, uh, being assisted, the office of the speaker, the office of the executive mayor, the office of the municipal manager are always open to can assist. As we are saying as a municipality, we do not want to see any community uh, without water. We, if we have interreticulated such an area, we have surely drilled the hole. If there is no hole, our water tankers are there to supply water. So these three uh, things should be happening in, in our villages to make sure that they do have enough water. But let me also indicate that uh, the municipality, however, uh, in most of our, our villages, you, 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 you would see that we have what we call scour valves. Scour valves on our main bank lines, you would see these uh, valves either in yellow colors or reddish colors. Um, these uh, community water tankers uh, or any, co any member of a community who has water tanker, they have seen an opportunity to those areas where they are without water. So what members of the community are doing, some of them, they are intentionally so, uh, turning off these scour valves draw water themselves from these scour valves, fill their water tankers and go back to their respective communities to make money out of it. So what we are saying is that we are asking from our community members not to buy water from anybody who sells water. Because remember, first, if the member of the community who has a water tanker is selling water, how sure are we that uh, they are cleaning that water tanker time and again? which it may result in our people suffering from diarrhea or any final issues uh, coming out of water. So we are asking our members of the community not to buy water from water tankers. But our water tankers are there to supply water and we are very much sure that our water tankers are being cleaned time and again. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you have said a mouthful, um, especially with regard to how the um, water scarcity affects the governance, how you manage the issue with the communities and all the strategies that you have put in place to try to address the issue. But I'm also interested to hear your views with regard to um, climate change. In your experience or your opinion, how do you think it affects the scarcity, uh, the water shortage? Yeah. Yes. So before you even you respond also and also the water levels like are your things always with filled with water we don't have supply issues also at your from your side okay uh, let, 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 let me indicate that uh, let, let's start with the one of uh, climate change mm -hmm. indeed climate change affects everyone we we are all aware what climate change is. Uh, it, it mostly affects our, um, our weather conditions, seasons. Um, it's indeed true that uh, as Bush Bakrich, though we are a less industrialized uh, municipality, but because we are surrounded or we are a, a border municipality between Mpumalanga, uh, on, on, on the farm of you, Limpongo, we are affected by this uh, climate change. Last year, we had to ration water because of climate change. Remember, climate change, it, it, firstly, it causes um, drought. 
if you have drought then you, it means you you'll have less rainfall and once you have less rainfall it means our dams our rivers won't won't have water we won't have enough to pump to our reservoirs so firstly that's how it affects us and secondly climate change causes a lot of uh, severe storms or extreme water conditions which result in flooding and so forth so what happened is that most of our water infrastructure is washed away so at some point it's exposed and then mostly damaged like i said before that we are in that point we cannot make revenue ourselves we rely mostly on grants so you will find that we have to wait for the intervention of the province we have to wait for the intervention of the treasury mm. hence you see at some point the municipality is taking much time to can fix or replace some damaged uh, water pipeline infrastructure so indeed the uh, climate change affects the municipality negatively and when it comes to water supply if we happen to run uh, for two three four five six months without uh, rain or enough rainfall that uh, forces what we call a, a incomati water catchment which uh, regulates all municipalities especially our natural water resources like the dams and rivers if we do not have enough rainfalls in our uh, dam levels or river levels become low then that is where the incomati water catchment comes in to say bush Beach municipality because of your water levels are at these levels you are now bad from irrigating your plants you are now bad from pumping this uh, much of water for um, domestic uh, usage and so forth and and another thing is that uh, we are also having our water i mean our department of water they also come in to to regulate in terms of this uh, climate change but um uh, all in all, other than that, we, we, we were also affected by most of our communities, schools, and, uh, community homes were blown away, and the municipality had to come in, gift of the givers had to come in, the provincial national government had to come in and assist our communities. So indeed, the climate change extremely uh, and negatively affects our communities, affects our ability to supply water to our communities. Uh, just the, the recent incident, uh, early January, the ones that we had, it's, it was the one uh, that happened at Shep. The communities said, uh, Fubukani, uh, Dixie, Manyeledi, Verferdint, uh, Gothenburg, and Kavikisa were without water for quite some time, simply because those heavy rainfalls washed our, away our water infrastructure somewhere at Shell Village. So, like I said, it took us some time to replace that uh, water infrastructure. But uh, as we're speaking now, the municipality was managed to, to replace and fix that uh, uh, washed away issue. Uh, I think the other issue that you spoke to is our uh, reservoirs, whether they are filled with water or not. If so, how much? Like I indicated, it is difficult, like in the area of Kede and, and nearest areas, to fill those reservoirs. As I mentioned, that we are having a challenge when it comes to uh, illegal water connections. Because once that uh, bulk is tempered with and it's no longer having pressure, it means that our reservoirs cannot be filled. And once they are not be filled, it means our communities cannot get a uh, water supply. Just to give you a recent scenario again, uh, we also had a, a tele, an SABC television program. The focus was in those areas, your Huntington, Kildesh, Mungwe, uh, Malamule, and so forth, uh, focusing on water. Why is the municipality unable to supply water in those areas? Mm -hmm. Of which we are not unable as a municipality to supply water in those areas, but because of illegal water connections, we are then unable. It means that the municipality must now turn around and uh, find the other ways to deal with illegal water connections so that every member of household, every community in Bushback Ridge has got uh, enough water. I must also indicate that uh, the research that was done on the Injaka Dam points out that, that the Injaka Dam has enough potential or has enough capacity to can supply water to the rest of Bushback Ridge without anybody 
uh, uh, leaking in wood, that dam is big enough to can supply the rest of Pushpa Ridge with wood. So what we are doing currently as a municipality, uh, like I mentioned, we need to pass those uh, water bylaws. We also have our bylaws officers on standby, and uh, we are sure that once this uh, is done, we will be able to now to say that we we can be able to supply water to the rest of Pushpa Ridge. Okay. I'm not sure if I answered all the questions. That you did. Asked. Thank you so much. That was mouthful. Yes. Do you have anything? To... Yeah, and also like from from engaging with the community, we have also learned that these problems there are so many, and the municipality alone cannot solve these problems, yes. and the community alone can not solve these problems. And also researchers, as researchers, we cannot solve these problems alone. But also working with other departments, multi-sectoral collaboration. And how is the municipality engaging with other stakeholders to solve these problems with the community, with the, the, the water supplies, with the Department of Water? Okay. Look, um, what we call intergovernmental relations uh, strategy. In the concept, we we do have uh, your traditional uh, authorities in the council we do have uh, at the community level we do have um, uh, 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 the ngos uh, representatives from the communities other than that we we we, we also have what we call a integrated development plan which mr Nisi would agree with me that before that program could be approved by council we start, we start at the village level. That's where we, we, we do have what we call CBPs, community-based planning. And the, the community, together with its what community, uh, what councillor, that's where they sit down and plan. What is it that we need in our community? For an example, Kilde. What is it that Kilde needs? Kilde is without water. Then that they mark that as their priority. Say they come up with, a, they point out several needs in the community but then when we come down before we finalize we come here we have a draft idp and we go back through the public com uh, participation program to the communities and say look this is what you raised and this is what the municipality will be able to do for you this financial year which one is a priority to you and the community will then give us their priority in that program and that is what you will see appearing in the final integrated development plan so basically that is how we engage with our communities and our stakeholders as for our provincial and national departments you'll also remember that once that uh, idp is uh, approved by council it will now have to go to enters in the district municipality it will also have to go to copta provincially uh, copta nationally before it even uh, goes to to the treasury national so you also know that before Treasury could release money uh, 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 for a project A, it means that the municipality must now write a report, give motivation and so forth to say this project is indeed, indeed uh, important to community A. So Treasury will then be able to say uh, we are releasing this amount of money in the form of a grant. Of a grant. Uh, that program must be done. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you talking about how you engage with various stakeholders. And I'll also pose um, the question to also our community representatives. Like you mentioned that he, in his uh, talk, that he was pleading with the municipality to address issues. So I want to ask, are there opportunities as communities to create spaces such as vapor where you peacefully engage with the municipality, raising your voice? Um, on issues that are most important to you? And do you see these uh, uh, spaces uh, as uh, opportunities to engage with the municipalities or otherwise? Thanks, Danny. Uh, we are most willing to have this space to engage with our municipality through VEPA or through any institution that can help us. Because at the moment, we don't have uh direct communication with our municipalities though we are there in idp discussing what we want and then but we feel not enough like having stakeholders that are meeting together somehow somewhere 
like twice, thrice a year to discuss the development of the communities. Okay, I'm mm -hmm. to you. Thank you, Mr. Minister. You wanted to say something? Yeah, maybe if, if, if I may come in. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Mr. Minister, I, I must also indicate that uh, you would agree with me that uh, the voice of the community is through the word cancer, mm -hmm. in the cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, as per the speaker's uh, book, the word cancer is supposed to have what we call monthly meetings with the community. If that is not happening in their word, surely Mr. Munisi as a community rep and his co-workers have got a right to visit the office of the speaker to say, we are not having any meetings or community meetings with our ward council. Why these uh, monthly community meetings? So that the community is able to raise to the ward council as their voice, as their face, to say we are not having this in our community. We are not seeing this, though it is appearing, or though it was um, a, a, a noted in our IDP, but it's not being implemented. Why is this not happening? Because our councillors and our ward committees, believe you me, they are submitting ward reports each and every month. If now these reports are being submitted in the office of the speaker, are being submitted without the community consent, that means uh, the ward councillor and his ward committee are giving us a false report. So what I would advise to Mr. Nis is that if the ward councillor is not having those monthly meetings, surely Mr. Munise and his uh, co-workers, they can visit our um, uh, the office of the speaker. Our speaker or the speaker of council is Councillor Busisiwe Rahan. I'm sure Mr. Munise knows who she is. So that these things could be ironed out. Besides that, uh, colleagues, what the municipality is doing to engage with communities, we are having what we call mayoral imbizos. And the executive mayor engages communities on whatever that uh, uh, communities are, 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 are in need or community needs are. One other thing I must also indicate is that the Office of the Premier, on a quarterly basis, gives our executive mayor a slot on our local radio stations to say, can you engage your communities? As I'm talking to you, next week Tuesday, it will be the 22nd. Uh, the executive mayor will be on uh, Bushback Ridge uh, community radio from 5 to 6 o'clock in the evening. And she will be talking to the IDP. And our community members are also given an opportunity to interact with their executive mayor. So there are a number of various ways that the municipality is engaging with communities. Besides that, we have also what we call our electronic customer relations management system, which once you want to engage with us other than our website, you can go to www complaints.bushparkreach.gov.za So in that um, uh, app, that is where you can either communicate with us via WhatsApp, via SMS, uh, via email. You can, all these channels are there. Via Facebook, you can communicate with us. Other than that, we do have what we call info at Bush Park Ridge. And believe you me, we are responding to complaints. We are responding to uh, what we call suggestions. We are responding to all these things each and every day via emails. And they are not only raising uh, concerns pertaining to the municipality, departments, uh, private sector, and so forth. And we are able to address that. Besides that, we do what we have a local communicators forum. And I'll, I'll just cite you an example. One journalist uh, gave us a call to say this, this, this woman at Rolesi, who has been without a house for the rest of her life, and she's sharing how a room, one room, with a 30-year-old son and a grandson. Throughout that structure of LCF, we visited that area. As I'm talking to you, next week you can also come and attest. I'll give you a call. Next week, uh, a contractor will be building that woman a house that she deserves. Other than that, we have also been notified by this other man who's sleeping on the taxi ranks after being dumped by his family saying that they can no longer take care of him because he's old. Uh, next week we will also be visiting him through uh, various, uh, with various departments 
just to see how best can we assist him. So the municipality has a number of ways that is indeed engaging and assisting the communities. Oh, thank you so much. This is quite informative. And also, I think from my understanding, from the issues that we have highlighted, the issues of corruption, vandalism, they are happening at community level, and also there are issues about accountability from the, at the community level and at different levels. So these issues and these structures, they are, they are like they are structures in the community, and also at municipality level and at different levels, where people can collaborate, can engage. But it looks like this structure are not, I'm not sure if they're not known or they're not well used by the community or whoever is supposed to use them. So I feel like there is need for that so that people can improve the agents. If I'm a community member, I don't have water because my neighbor has diverted water. So there is need to actually empower the community and also empower even relevant stakeholders so that these issues can be brought to the open so that people know how to, to engage and maximize the this and benefit from because I understand the dam, the capacity the dam can supply water. Mm -hmm. There is capacity but the problem is not is not availability of water. The problem is this governance issues, the planning, the issues to do with the community things, the issues to do with the, the municipality. So I think there is need for, I don't know how people can engage, because the structures are there as a validated. We've got different structures to address these problems. Actually, to be honest with you, at some point, it's, it's not a question of whether or not uh, our communities are well informed, or maybe our communities do need that uh, civil education. It's a question of ignorance. Because I, I, I must indicate that um, one, one, one of the biggest things that uh, you might have seen uh, two weeks back the minister of police mr bekitlele was here at Maritim. why 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 was the minister of uh, uh, police at Marit to launch what we call a um, traditional council uh, police forum you see because crime is rife now in our uh, our communities and these crimes are not only happening socially they also uh, affect us as municipality when it comes to service provision and then what 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 do our people do they know that my neighbor like you said has diverted water for irrigation of his farm and it's a huge number or huge amount of water that is going there and the other uh, members of the community are without water why are they not reporting such someone is stealing electricity what why are they not uh, uh, reporting such because the perpetrators of these crimes are known in the communities. Some are our brothers, some are our sisters, uncles, parents, but they are not reporting such. Hence I'm saying some of the things are not that uh, they cannot be resolved. It's a question of our communities being ignorant. Because should they report such, then it, it's not even a question of do we have budget or not. It's a question of just removing that illegal connection. It's a question of making an arrest. It's a question of retrieving what is being stolen. And then everything is back to normal. So it, it, it's no longer a question of the municipality. Does the municipality have a capacity to do this or not? Does the municipality have a budget to do this or not? But our communities are very much ignorant, either to save uh, their uncle's skin, their brother's skin, or sister's skin. Like it's happening with the, the new uh, uh, ch challenge now. Uh, the GBF, you see, that is what he, yeah, I mean, the GBV, that is what is happening. People are afraid to report because uh, our father can no longer buy us a, a, a millimeter. If, if we, we, we have him arrested, we will no longer be able to buy bread. So that's just a question of ignorance. Uh, thank you. From what I hear from Mr. Koza, it's an eye opening. Because a lot of things that he has said, he might say we ignore, we don't know. We don't know. Because now, like the meeting that we have to meet once every month with the councillor, it's not there. I can mission in my place last year, sometimes we meet twice the whole year. But the report to him is coming to the speaker. Where does the report come from? Because it's not from the community, but that will deal with it 
Thanks, Mr. Koza, for eye-opening and uh, opening us to know that which are the channels of communication that we can use. Uh, please, indeed, we, we are very much concerned as a municipality because, truly speaking, our communities at a community level, the mouth, the ears, the eyes of the municipality, it's the word councillor, mm. his or a word committee, mm. the CDWs, mm. CDFs, these are the eyes, ears, mouth of the municipality. So we are pleading with our members of the communities that if these, all these things that I've listed are not happening, the office of the speaker is always open. And I can also provide you with the speaker's numbers. She's always available to assist our communities. And if our communities would be lacking simply because of lack of information or the councillor responsible is not giving them enough information, then it becomes a backlog on the side of the municipality. Or the community perception would now say that our municipality is not delivering services. Where else is just a question of communicating. Yeah, th thank you very much, Mr. Koza, and also Mr. Munisi. Uh, I, I think what I'm also learning is knowledge is power, and engaging with the community and involving them in decision making. And I think from 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 the from the low level, from from the beginning of, of, of every project, it helps them to know. So when the community have got ownership of 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 of, of their. Um, Ownership of the community, uh, they 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 make decisions that does not negatively affect them. So we we thank you so much, and we have also seen with our process that when you engage the community, you increase the legitimacy of the process. They become aware of everything that is happening in the community. Mm -hmm. So I will leave this time to my co-host to just wrap up. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Jennifer. Um, I must say that um, we understand that uh, communities are at the front line of climate change and a lot has been said during the COP 2016. There are good policies and guidelines but there is a need to embed the conversations into what they do every day. There's a need of, for an action to reach where we want to get, most importantly including the voice of the service users, the communities, mm -hmm. especially the marginalized and um, um, economically disadvantaged societies. And um, having you both, Mr. Mnise representing the uh, communities and Mr. Kosa representing the service providers, we really appreciate having you uh, in this conversation to learn from both service users and um, service providers. I really appreciate your time and thanks Jennifer for leading the conversation. It was mouthful and I believe everyone of us have learned from this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much.